0: I hate that we're having to record this early, but we're going to be doing the media thing this weekend. Welcome back, by the way.
1: I know. It's been a long time.
0: It's been a couple of weeks since you've been on.
1: What, two? Three, two. two. Two? Two weeks. Wow.
0: But we're going to, yes, uh, um, yeah, we are, we, we have to record this early. And I hate it because, man, there's a lot going on. I mean, you have the the elites, our fishing Lake Fork, and I mean, it is just after lunch on Thursday, folks, and and Patrick Walter's got 32 pounds in the boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't checked up, but the Tackle Warehouse Pro Series is on Lake Murray, which is where we're going to be yep. the rest of this weekend. And the National Professional Fishing League is on Wright Patman, which is in Texarkana, Texas. So you got mm-hmm. two tournaments in Texas. And I'm uh right here. And one in Murray. And I mean, I guess the only thing else you could have would be an MLF event somewhere. But you got some of those guys are fishing the Tackle Warehouse Pro stuff like Mm -hmm. Casey. Yep. Ashley. uh, Justin Lucas. Anthony. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're already fishing there. So if you're a fisherman, there are three tournaments. Let's see. That would be both my desktop side by side and my laptop. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's pretty accurate.
0: I I can, I've got. Three battery char- battery packs over here charged up for this weekend, because I know we're going to be on phones and stuff like that while we're out on the boat. Uh, I have a I,
1: confession, though. What? This morning,
0: yes? my teacher in Spanish,
1: when I was at North Greenville, she walked out of the room to go print off papers. And did you? I pulled up my phone and started watching basketball. Oh.
0: <laughs> Great.
1: All the people around me were like, what are you watching? <laughs> I was like none of your business fast
0: live when you got Brandon when you got Patrick leading and Brandon in third, you're gonna watch fast Live wherever you are. Uh, but uh, I assume the forecast stays the same that right now South Carolina is being flooded or deluged with rain. Ah, uh, so I hope you're having a good Saturday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in. This is Woods and Water, South Carolina, and uh Yes, Taylor's back.
1: I am back. I know y'all miss me At so least for much.
0: one Saturday. I might I, but, I might boot her a man oh, from another one.
1: You missed me.
0: <laughs> I did miss you.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Rain. Do. Rain all this weekend. Yeah, in Columbia. I know. That's dandy.
0: And up here, Sunday too. looks pretty. Sunday looks good. Yes, tomorrow? Yeah, should be good. So, hope y'all are making those plans to find stuff to do indoors, and there's fishing tournaments you can watch. Uh, which begs the question... Are we going to venture out in the monsoons to cover Lake Murray? I'm
1: down for an adventure.
0: And we have good rain gear.
1: I lost my pants. <laughs> I'm telling you.
0: How do you lose I
1: don't fishing, know. waterproof fishing pants? I don't How? know. They were in the rod locker last month home, and they're not there anymore, so I don't know where they went.
0: Are they behind the second seat before the third seat in the Toyota? In right that again. trough, you know how the seats are folded down the Toyota. Yeah. Are they are they in between there? for some Good Check question. there. No, you didn't check, check there. there. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess you just get wet from the waist down.
1: That's fine. <laughs> I'll deal with it.
0: Oh me! Uh, but yes, so I had to do this a little early so we can be out on the water uh, at the Tackle Warehouse Pro Series tournament on Murray, where. Just like everywhere else, all the fish are in all different stages. I mean, they're pre-spawn, spawn, post-spawn. I believe you got some herring bite stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I know I, I know when I talked to Anthony back in uh, when we were in Texas, spent a good bit of he and, um, oh, gosh, you see his face. And it's, it's Stephen Browning, he and Stephen Browning and Cliff Crochet had a place uh, down on the lake and practically every night. Clifford and I were down there eating. The, the The host was just great. Oh, man, that guy, John, he was just, he had a really nice guy. But anyway, he was there to cook. And um, so we went out there and ate well every night, practically every night, and talked to Anthony. And, you know, he said it's kind of the same thing as anybody's ball game. And no local knowledge was going to help him because the fish are going to be caught, you know, ten different ways. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, I know not not everybody has marshals down there, so the the live, you know, leaderboard is you know, got holes all in it. But anyway, let's do the calendar. Do something substantive and keep me from rambling on. Uh, as always brought to you by Visitor Anderson and Green
1: Pond Landing and Event Center.
0: Uh my chapter of the National Deer Association, the Foothills Branch, is having a banquet Thursday, May the sixth. At 6 to 9, it's called Foothills NDA Beer and Deer Night. Going to be at 6 Whitley Court, Greenville, South Carolina. And that's it. That's Brewery 85 out there on the 85 Frontage Road. Kind of um, down from St. Joe's Mm -hmm. Church and School. Uh, You're invited... Let's see. Uh, tickets are 50 bucks. Your ticket includes two delicious breweries, 85 beverages, and a barbecue meal. We'll also have raffles and equipment and guns and stuff. Uh, they are capping the event at 150 people. Okay. Yeah. No tickets sold at the door, so you will need to get your tickets beforehand. Uh, you can go to QDMA at Gmail and ask for them there. There is a link here on the Facebook post, so you can get them there. Or if you got any questions, you can. Roger at WoodsandWaterSC.com.
1: Sioux Longleaf Conservation is putting on a lunch and learn with South Carolina's Bob White Quail experts. Um, Michael Hook and Corey Heaton are going to be two of the five. And that's on May 4th from 10 to 1. This is a virtual thing. Um, so you can go to register and contact Lisa Lord at Lisa at longleafalliance.org. The uh
0: there's a sporting clays fundraiser, the Carolinas I can't say this, E P A G N E U L Epignouel Breton <laughs> Gun Club Dog Club. Let's do it this way. The Carolinas E B E D C that's what they call them. So it's expanding our mission and support for the breed in our community. We want to educate more folks, particularly young folks, about how to handle dogs in the field, shooting sports, and conservation. So help uh, they support the Berkeley High School Fishing Team. And um, they invite you here on, Oh gosh, this is a difficult one. May the 15th. It's highlighted, so when I printed it, it's really light. <laughs> it's a sporting clays fundraiser. Um Rain or Shine. So uh hundred targets, hundred dollar registration fee, uh lunch by squeals on wheels. <laughs> that's pretty good right there. And uh you gotta supply your own shotgun and ammunition. <laughs> that's pretty good. Squeals on wheels. I'm assuming that's barbecue. Squeal piggy. I guess. <laughs> Um, right, go
1: ahead. The Berkeley Big Bass Tour is coming to Lake Murray. It's a three-day event um, on May 2nd, or er, actually April 30th through May 2nd. Um, it's a three-day thing. The entry fees are up to $240. Um, Way in sight is Drew Island State Park. It goes from first as a thousand and tenth as a hundred for the cash prize, and they're also giving away some free rods and. A 2021 Nitro Z19 Pro Here Package with Mercury. Speaking yeah. of
0: which, we got some. We we did a fishing thing over the last couple weeks.
1: We did a fishing thing, and I, are we gonna are We're we gonna, gonna talk about that? Yeah. Are we okay?
0: Yeah, yeah that's that's a good it's, story. This is good stuff. But what is that little thing you've got there?
1: Oh well, it's, mesqui- it's, about it's a mosquito It's a pro tip. Season.
0: It's a pro tip, but not fishing.
1: <clears throat> yeah, well, it's our state bird.
0: Yeah, is, the yeah. mosquito.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, this is. A tip on how to not come in contact with State Bird. Add sage or rosemary to your campfire to help keep mosquitoes and other bugs away.
0: you not something?
1: I want to try that because I don't like mosquitoes.
0: No, <laughs> but mosquitoes really like they you. Like me. <laughs> uh, no, Taylor and I did a thing uh, over the last couple weeks, a three for three, that was really fun. So we're going to talk about it when we come back. So y'all hang on more Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side.
1: to love some new music on here pretty soon.
0: There is nothing wrong with four seasons. Mm. Harkens me back to my, my early, early childhood. <laughs> early, early. Oh, Wait just to stop the music.
1: What? What?
0: Stop the music. We have a huge announcement.
1: What? What's the announcement?: It's a Oh, it's a boy! It's a
0: boy. I am going to be a granddaddy to a little boy, which is really cool. I just, I don't know where I was like, okay, <laughs> I was, you know, I'm, I had girls. I know uh-huh. how to, I think I know how to handle girls. I probably don't know how to handle them. I know how to negotiate life with women.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll give that one to you.
0: Yes, negotiate life with women. So far, anyway, <laughs> fifty almost fifty four years now. Um, the really cool thing is, I mean, my wife and I got married in nineteen ninety two. Uh, In 1996, so for for four years, I was Mm 50-50. It was a Mm toss-up. We either had a split decision or a unanimous decision. Mm -hmm. Since 1996, when Jordan was born, I've been down two to one. Mm Mm-hmm. Since 2004, when you were born, I've been down three to one.
1: And then you add in the dog. Well, and... well,
0: but the dog loves me more than she loves the three of all oh, put together. Right. So that's not even an issue. Um, mm-hmm. And then in in when Daniel and those got married in 20 2019, mm-hmm. I came up. Now now we're down. We're three to two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now we're drawing even.
1: Oh gosh.
0: It'll be a few years before he has a vote. I realize that, but we, we the future is bright, folks. Oh, my word. <laughs> yeah, so congratulations to my daughter and her husband. We are, we are ecstatic. Um, it'll be fun.
1: Have a little junior running around. We'll
0: have a junior running around. And, you know, I, I grew up fishing with my granddaddy mitts, and, uh and that's where part of my love for the outdoors came from. Was those Saturday mornings with him on the pond eating Vienna sausages and paddling the boat for him and running the cows off around the old cars? Uh, I want to know what it was about that truck. It was a, it was a Ford Fairlane, a silver Ford Fairlane, and our cows. It's like a magnet. <laughs> we parked in the pasture to get they fishing, just
1: start it? And
0: and they would just congregate around <laughs> that Ford Fairlane. And you know, cow cows got a tongue that's like 80 feet long. It <laughs> just I don't know what they liked about the paint on the night. I mean, this was a this would be in the 1970s, model four Fairlane probably. So I don't know what they had in the paint. It was lead paint. Maybe our cows like to lick lead paint. I don't have a clue. But yeah, I taste. We don't have cows now. I, oh, I yeah. guess I could put him out and just make him run laps around the pond. <laughs> Hey, hey, got take a lap. You need to know what it's like. And I'm gonna have to buy. I'm gonna have to buy a new paddle for the boat. Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, okay. So okay.
1: He's gonna have. He's gonna have some good outdoor influences. On oh, him. he
0: is. I mean, my Daniel, his dad, is a is a is a big hunter, both turkeys and deer, uh, trout fisherman. My counterpart, Bruce, is um, a big deer hunter. And a trout fisherman, mm-hmm. and then and then
1: his his uncle Ben.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then, and then the whole way back, you know, Bob and Grady, his great his great granddaddy, and um, you know, so yeah, and then and then me, mm-hmm. and you know, it's. It's gonna be fun folks. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to this yep. a lot. Me too. It will be uh it will definitely be fun because all I have to do is spoil the fire out of him <laughs> and send him back home. You don't have
1: to deal with that. <laughs>
0: Grandchildren are, are the reward for not killing your own kids. Kid. Yep, yep. <laughs> Somebody yep. told tell me that. All right. So anyway <coughs> we uh Taylor and I said it was it was really fun. Mm-hmm. We uh, we took a few days well, over your spring break. Mm-hmm. And we did a three-for-three. Now, the third came a week later, but two of the three came consecutive days. And uh, that was uh, Lake Murray and uh, Lake Moultrie. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about Taylor. It was fun.
1: Well, I had a huge win the first day. I beat Dad. A
0: huge win.
1: It was a huge win. And good food, too. (laughs) See, my original plan was, because we left right after my NGU class, Yes. Um, In the morning and went straight to Lake Murray. And here I was like, ah, oh, lunch at Buffalo Creek Barn Grill right on the water. And we ended up getting the station too, which wasn't bad. There's was like a little it rundown just, it, gas station. It's not a rundown it's, gas station. It's, it's, a, it's little, a country it's a little, gas station. It's a little rundown. Ow! <laughs> it's a little you rundown. You deserve that. If I'm not saying anything bad about it. Right now, i We didn't There's have time because we
0: had a short. We we didn't get down there till almost lunchtime,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we had to leave to get to Black's camp before seven o'clock.
1: Yes, so, so we limited had, time. Yeah, but I mean, lunch was good. I got a chicken sandwich. It was good, um, and then.
0: But Buffalo Creek is uh, a place uh, to, uh, to eat Buffalo. if you're on Murray.
1: We went there during March Madness, and. So it was really nice. You could watch basketball, and then you look to your left, and you could be on the water. <laughs> that and was my and heaven. you had
0: like an eight-inch cheeseburger. cheeseburger. In front of you. Okay, so anyway. Um,
1: and so we went fish a little bit. At first, it was real slow, but I was—I told Dad I said this is my trip where I'm going to figure out how to skip right. And I did figure it out, but we—I caught two of my three fish. Slight fishing.
0: Yeah, which is. The first, really well, not a first, but a first in but, recent memory. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And it, I mean, it was fun. Cause I I like to aggravate people. Um, oh, those yeah. of you that know me, you know I like to do that. Just it's fun. It's, it's what gives me joy in life. But aggravating a fish is on a different level. <laughs> Cause I can't say anything. Different altogether. They can't say anything. They're just running from you, or running to you, or trying to nip at you, or something like that. It's 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 fun, and I highly recommend. It. It's a good stress relief because you're sitting there, and I think Lady Jaye's gonna record me. They're sitting there like, <laughs> I'm gonna get you. I'm
0: going Oh, you're straight. getting mad now, oh, huh? Uh huh. The the commentary from the. <laughs> Priceless. And I need I know, to get me a yellow tech. I, I gotta know, get me I a Yellowtek or a, or a something. I don't have a video camera. So. I know
1: I sound stupid, but it's fine. Yes. <laughs> so I caught two of my three sight fishing, oh. and then Dad actually helped me catch my third one because it he we saw this um, stairway going straight into the water,
0: and was I was I like, love steps yeah. He said he said, that, that's a waters. good spot.
1: That's a good spot. It was this old wooden. Ladder and I was like, oh, okay. Well, I pitched it in there and I it didn't more than five seconds was in there and I heard I felt whoop yeah. and then it went straight down and it started going and then I ended up getting it back and I was like, I thought I heard I'm hung up and then it started coming. Out, I was like, I'm not hung up.
0: Nope. <laughs> so Good fish.
1: That was my win on Murray and then we went straight from Murray to Santee and we ate at Captain's Quarters.
0: Yeah, Captain's Quarters in Santee, which is a you know, it's thirty minutes out of. Cross. We we were staying at Blacks Camp. Uh, first time staying there. It was nice. Nice. I well, mean, I the beds were really comfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, <laughs> you know, it was a. It's just a fish camp. You know, two two story buildings with what eight eight rooms in each building or something. Yep. Right there on the water with a little two lane ramp in front of you and and surrounded by Lake Moultrie and Santee Swamp and uh, just a just a neat place to go. The burgers there were really no, were good. Really the next really day, yeah. we fished Lake Moultrie, the lower lake, and the wind was up a lot more than what it was forecast to be.
1: We didn't go all the way across the So lake. we
0: started across the lake right at sunrise, and it just, I was like, I, it's not too bad going, but if this wind keeps up, it's going to be bad coming back.
1: I mean, you don't really realize, you think, when we talk about being in the middle of the lake, you don't really realize how big, unless you've been on Lake Marion, Moultrie. Or Lake Moultrie. You don't it's know how big it is. I told Dad, coming out of the, the little cove, we were looking straight out. I was like, I feel like I'm in Charleston somewhere. Because it was like the, ocean. the other side of the lake was just so far.
0: Yeah. Um, but that's uh, that, uh, Mark Zona and Davey Hyde had been on the week before. Talked to them, talked to Patrick Walters just a bit. Uh, try not to be that guy who just calls for information but you know i've only been i've only fished lake moultrie once and that was with patrick so i just my, my conversation with him was kind of short on the fishing side we talked about some other stuff but i just said hey uh same deal he goes yep same deal so we did the same deal and actually the same deal didn't work no, we, didn't. we skipped a lot of wacky worms into cypress trees with zero results
1: yeah and, uh, and places that look like heaven just were not have
0: fish or cruisers had a lot of cruisers oh, yeah.
1: Some fry that were, that were just, well.
0: just not interested. Yeah. fry garters were not locked in yet. Uh, I did catch a couple of fish off the bed,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so I beat you.
1: Yeah, he didn't. He beat me.
0: I beat you good. Of... Oh, well, interesting thing. One of the fish I caught had a worm in its mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah, that
1: the was funny. You spent forever on that fish. <laughs> I, I
0: didn't I, spend forever.
1: We, we were locked on this one spot, and I sat in the back of the boat, and I just took my off, Dixie. and I just, you know, I'm just waiting over here. You know, I was like, oh, this is nice. Just, you know, I kind of took a break, and I was like, I'm more, I'm winning anyway. He's not going to catch this one, and then he caught it, and then I was like, oh, okay.
0: And I caught another one. And <laughs> I, uh, the third one, I watched, and the water was really clear.
1: Oh, it was insane. insane.
0: C- crystal clear. The grass carp were going nuts. It's my their gracious. mating season, and they were just thrashing. I mean, you got 10, 15-pound grass carp just thrashing the water <laughs> everywhere. And all the pads and all. But, uh, I, w- I watched one fish eat my, my Cinco and I just,
1: I just <laughs> stared at it. I was like,
0: I flipped it at him and he looked at it and I'm like, he's not going to eat it. And he goes over to it and I twitched it. And I said, he's not going to eat it. It's too easy. Because he wasn't on the bed. He was just on the bank. And the next thing I know, he just sucked it in. I'm sitting there going, he ate it. <laughs> he ate it. And then I tried to set the hook, just pulled it right out of his mouth. <laughs> I just, like, really? <laughs> How dumb can you be? You're fishing. When the fish bites, set the hook. Don't sit there and mentally go through the trauma of going, he's not going to eat it. Okay. He's going to eat it. I can't believe he ate that. So, I'm sure we've all had that moments.
1: Oh, yeah. it was good, so. Yeah, the fishing wasn't great, but wildlife, oh, was wildlife everywhere. Oh, wildlife was
0: everywhere. In
1: the first cove we pulled in, right outside of where we were staying, I mean, there were four deer. Yep. Right on the side. and Four
0: deer on the bank, just kind of walking down the edge and getting a drink of water in the morning. And the
1: ospreys and the eagles, eagles were everywhere.
0: Didn't see any gators.
1: We did see an osprey kind of going at it with a heron. That was that was fun.
0: Oh, yeah, the heron. The heron, <laughs> that was funny. There was an osprey nest, and a great blue heron was just sitting on a, a, a
1: bunch of mat pads, yeah. of
0: lily pads. Yeah. And the osprey just kept dive bombing. I mean, for as long as we were in that cove, it was bombing, bombing, bombing.
1: And that heron just just stood there.
0: Just sat there. It. He looked. You know. He avoided the osprey. And so. all right, we come back. We'll, we'll give you the we'll give you the tiebreaker lake on the other side. To break. Hang on. Okay, so welcome back to Woods and Waters, South Carolina. Glad you're spending a little bit of your day with us. I know it's probably raining if the forecast is right. Um, Hopefully it's not flooding. And uh, I understand tomorrow is going to be a a very nice day indeed. Uh, So Taylor and I were talking a little bit about our our, um, three-for-three adventure across South Carolina, fishing three lakes in three days. We... um, so when we left you last segment, we were on Lake Moultrie talking about all the wildlife and all, and that's that's that is the really cool thing about being outdoors. Is you may be out there fishing, you may be out there hiking, you may be out there hunting, but aside from what you're doing, the surroundings are just just complete the puzzle. Yep. And if you're observing, you see a whole lot more. I mean, the soft shell terrapins we were seeing, oh
1: yeah, beautiful. were
0: really pretty down there. Gosh, they were big. The orangey uh, tint to their um, T- shells, and any of the cypress trees out in the water were cool. I love
1: cypress trees. Saw
0: no snakes last no. time. Last time I was down there with Patrick, we had one that was peeking at us around the cypress <laughs> tree. It was really eerie. <laughs> it's really like stalking us. No, or what
1: was eerie was hearing that gator.
0: Oh yeah, the, we did have one gator come crashing out of the reeds. Coming. Um, oh, scary. as we were right up against the reeds
1: yeah i was like yep.
0: lots of grass in in down there so if you're a, uh, if you don't fish grass much it's kind of interesting
1: definitely go weedless
0: yeah you, you want to go weedless <laughs> with everything you're throwing down there <laughs> not, like, not just, many trouble hooks just, up shallow
1: just pitching very close to the grass well oh, yeah. me being me i'm in the grass and six, six feet get out
0: <laughs> so anyway just a just really cool, just really cool. And then, so, we had to delay day three, yeah. Spanish test.
1: Spanish test, and then I got a stomach bug.
0: And you got a stomach bug. So, we had to, it was about a week later when we finished, finally finished up, and we finished up. Lake Hartwell. Lake Hartwell.
1: Started but, off rough.
0: <laughs> nothing like walking Heart Attack Hill at Green Pond Landing twice because you forgot to put the plug in the boat.
1: <laughs> I get We put it in the boat, and... I'm sitting there. I dropped him back off. No, no. He pulled. You pulled the the trailer up.
0: Yeah, I dropped and him up I was, in the water and I was just pulled the trailer out. I was kind
1: of idling it out. I was just getting in the Garmin yet hooked on. I was like,
0: "There's a drain in our Ranger. There's a drain right the between the seats on the floorboard." And she just, we got in the boat.
1: And yeah, Dad goes, "I was like, Dad, did you put the plug in? Because like, there's a lot of water down here." He goes. That gun. <laughs> <laughs> so, put it back on the trailer. I, I could have. Yeah. We could
0: have done it without. There's a tab on the inside. I can pull that plug up and tighten it. Up. It just doesn't tighten up all the way, and I didn't feel like dealing with the rest of the day. So.
1: So you mean to tell me there was another way? Yeah,
0: there's another way. We didn't have to
1: put it back on the trailer and back off
0: the trailer. It's <laughs> good practice for you. I'm trying to get her to put on. I'm trying to get her to put it on the trailer. With it still you, running. Well, and you just run it up on the trailer all the way yeah. to the to the turn to the where it stops at the at the eye, and uh, then keep the motor running while I start up the ramp. <laughs> and it's just a coordination of raising the motor and then shutting it down. It's
1: so scary, and it wasn't. I've done it twice before, and. One time, the motor didn't trim up on me anymore, and so the motor was still, like, trimmed down, and I had to, before he pulled me, I had to, like, switch it in a neutral and then get it up and then put it back in the, It was just... But the thing with Green Pond is Green Pond's a little more sloped. And when he first got off, when we started pulling up, I felt it slide back up. I said, oh, so I leaned forward. I said, Taylor, you are stupid. You leaning <laughs> forward is not going to make a difference. But... Anyway, after all that... Yeah,
0: after all that, it was fun.
1: It was fun.
0: We caught fish. Not as I, many as I thought as we were. In the, yeah, I thought we'd have caught a lot more. But but we ran by all the points. We kind of made a decision. We wanted to just go see sight what we fish. could find. Yep. yep. And we, we did the other two lakes for sight fishing, so we figured, well, might as well go for broke and make the third one a sight fishing tournament, too.
1: And we ran all the way to Georgia for our first...
0: Well, we ran round. across the lake to Georgia, yeah.
1: And... Didn't like it. It was a whole bunch of clay and
0: a rocks. lot of too many rocks for me. And
1: too many rocks. we did, we found some fish out on the point.
0: Cruisers, um, though. Yeah, there again, there were a lot of cruisers.
1: We thought the first one we found was locked on a bed, but it the more we watched it, the more it wasn't.
0: Yeah, it's was just a lot of fish just cruising the banks. And and also, we came back across the South Carolina side.
1: I learned yeah. that South Carolina side <clears> has a lot more two inch brim. Three-inch brim, four-inch brim, five-inch brim. We hit the brim mother
0: load under one dock. There must have been a hundred of them. Oh, my word.
1: I was like, they were all like a little ball, and so I was like, this is going to be fun. So I skipped underneath the dock, and they went. Yep.
0: It's kind of dissipated. So uh, it was a sight fishing uh, deal, and I beat her by two pounds. We were doing aggregate weight. So I beat her by two pounds. But, and I warned her, we found a fish. It was her turn. We found was, a this fish.
1: This is the first fish I actually caught that day.
0: Yeah, we we found a fish. It's a tail. fish. Uh, and you're gonna have to watch out for that dock cable.
1: There was one between us yep, and the dock. dock. And
0: and I told her I said when the fish when the fish takes it he's gonna do one of two things he's gonna run for the dock or run for the boat and you're gonna be fighting that dock cable either way you're gonna have to go over top of it I'll keep the boat you know for you I'll maneuver the boat you worry about the fish. So, Taylor, go ahead. It didn't take him very long to bite, either, did it?
1: No, because I don't um, did you? Were you throwing in there before me, or was I the first
0: one? Uh, he, he
1: was aggravated by something, but I couldn't remember what it was.
0: I think I may have. You were, I think, between, because he sucked a worm off your hook. Oh, yeah, he did. So I went in That's there the and one. aggravated him for you just for a second while you were changing. So by the time you pitched back in there, he was ready.
1: Yeah, well, he took it, and I was like, hot. Dog, I got. I mean, he was he was a decent fish. Oh, too. That was probably three pounds. And you have That sucker took it <laughs> and went <laughs> underneath the boat, straight from the. I'm not. I'm the talking
0: the dock cable is is perpendicular to the boat, and that fish runs straight under the boat. And <laughs> he literally
1: came out. Everybody, come out! He sawed my line off on that cable. Yep,
0: I got video of it.
1: I I. <laughs> I was like, how did I get outsmarted by a fish?
0: Easily, they, but they they, they they do it well.
1: But it was kind of funny because you know after all the laughs we had that further back we went, and Dad found himself a little pocket with <laughs> he said there were two big fish up there. Well, he's up on the front of the boat, I'm on the back, and he had me he had us like wedged in there a little bit where the bed was up on the bank. And
0: surrounded by willows little
1: yeah, little it was
0: it was dip. tough. I mean, you had to I had to skip my wacky worm into a spot that was probably six inches wide from twenty feet away.
1: But I'm telling you this cove had just a whole bunch of just I mean you fish, had everywhere. Some, were, you had fish everywhere there some little fish you had some decent size yep. and I was just there. were really nowhere for me to pitch to. and so I was off the back of the boat just looking and I right beside the motor was this one fish, and I was like, oh, you're' not bad. I was like, well, let's see what you do. And so I pitched in there, and he, he swam off, and he came back. I was like, oh, oh, we have a we've bed here? And next thing, I watched a brim come in, and that fish chased it out came back in. I was like, aha, aha.
0: <laughs> I said, I'm going to catch you. She's a quick learner, folks.
1: I went and it took me about 10 minutes, and he would, he would I would put it, I, it was right there, like, by the boat. So i just drop it in there, and it's in this little green spot, and he would come back around chasing off a brim. And I'd hop it up, and be like, oh, 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 what was that? And he'd, he'd find it, and he'd chase it back out. And finally, he got to where he'd nose down on it, and I saw the gill flare, and I was like, I got you, and I set the hook, and I caught it, and I was really happy about it, and then we weighed it, tallied up the weight, and then <laughs> I'm on cloud nine over here, because I feel so successful, and then I hear, tag on it, and I said, well, he goes, that is the second thinko I've lost on that tree. <laughs>
0: I'm telling you, it was it, this bed. Once we got up, because I went back and got my cinco's, I was not losing two cinco's up there. Um, <laughs> this bed was it was it was surrounded by little willow trees and little sticks and all. And I'm serious. I mean, you could barely fit a cinco, skip a cinco in between them, and that's where that fish, the the male, wanted to be. And I never caught him.
1: And it's funny if you if you five fish Females and bed right fish enough. Too. I figured out that, you know, we we both figured out that if, I mean, if they're locked on something, sometimes the male will not, go, I mean, you think, oh, this is close enough. It's not for him. No. You have to get it. I mean, this spot.
0: this was like a four-inch little hole he had, and he was not interested in anything outside of that. It was tough. That's why I never caught him. I could never get it in there perfectly before because it was on a slope. Mm-hmm. So as soon as it got there and I stopped it, it fell, and it was off the bed. I mean, it was horrible. <laughs> But I I'm just that way. I'm just stubborn. I'm just not going to let it defeat me. So, <laughs> he said
1: two more casts and yeah, 30 minutes it's later, later we're right, yeah.
0: <laughs> Um but I wonder if they got my retrieved my sinkos. But the commentary you? from the back of the boat was hilarious. I wish I I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy me a yellow tech or, or something and I am going to uh I'm going to start running it on record when Taylor's fishing cuz it the it, <laughs> Y'all just need to hear some of this. It's, it's so it's just funny.
1: Just me giving myself a bathtub talk.
0: Uh, yeah, trashing really? the fish yeah. I'm trying Okay. To catch. So anyway, I beat her on Hartwell by two pounds. So the
1: tiebreaker,
0: the 2021 father-daughter challenge.
1: We should make that a thing.
0: We will make it a thing. It was fun. I it had a ball.
1: Fun. It was
0: fun. I mean, we had our moments. Plug we always, out. We always. We was. always have our moments. It's an adjustment period. Our, our personalities are so much alike that. While we're apart we're okay, but when we get together in the same car it's an adjustment <laughs> period. Or the boat, it's an adjustment period. So
1: especially the boat, we're yeah. a little too close to each other.
0: So anyway. Alright. So we ate that one up. Y'all hang on, we'll be back. More water water on the awesome. other side. both of us. are looking at ourselves going, is this comfort music or construction site?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is this?
0: Well, just, just take a listen. You'll figure it out in a second.
1: If it's what I'm thinking.
0: Give it away by now. I mean...
1: I think it's what I'm thinking. Okay, who is it? I don't know. Is on it is one. The outfield, Man, that was like childhood.
0: Were you actually, are you no, smiling no, and singing? No,
1: no, no. Folks. No, no, Folks, no, my co-host no, no, is smiling
0: no. and singing no, no. the bumper music. No,
1: no. no. no.
0: <laughs> it's great. Do, 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 but anyway, do. yes. Uh, and I guess what the whole thing is, just this This was our chance. You had spring break. I'm in the middle of tax season. It just You just had to do it. Mm-hmm. We've only got one more spring break left. Where well, you graduate high school? That's scary. It is. Woo. So, folks. So, I guess I guess we had a ball. And mm-hmm. when you plan something like this and it didn't go, I mean, the wind was up and prevented me from getting where I wanted to go on Moultrie. It, there was other things. You know, we didn't I have. Got a, a, we,
1: I got a sweet potato instead of fries. You that's right. That
0: and and we didn't get to eat <laughs> cheeseburgers on Lake Murray. You know, but we did. We went. We did it. We it, we were rushed, and we just had a ball doing it. So I guess at the end of all this, we had a fun. I hope you heard had fun listening to it. When you get a chance to do something like this, go do it. Mm-hmm. Go do it. I mean, it's just it a lot of fun. It's uh, yeah, a lot of fun. All right. So a few weeks ago, we <laughs> been a more than a few. I mean it's been a month ago now. and I meant to go back and look and see which episode it was, but we'll figure it out. Um. Matt Ranella wrote a an article on the meat Eater website, kind of trashing R3.
1: And if you don't know who Matt Runella is, the famous writer, um, not writer. Yeah, Netflix. he's written books. That's okay. Yeah, and he's YouTube. got a series on yeah. Netflix. Steve Ranella. Meat eater. Eater. Yeah. This is his brother.
0: Matt Ranella's is his brother, and Matt's uh, Matt Hunt. I mean the. You know he he was he's a brother to Steve Rinella, so they do it all together. You know they trap together, they hunt together, they have a good time. And but Matt's got a little different bend than a lot of people do about hunting and all. And I noticed, and there was a video clip I watched of him one time, and he said, you know, he's if I'm dead and, and all, and and somehow another, you know, my kids decide or society decides that hunting is no longer needed, he said I'm okay with that, and I'm, I, you know, kind of makes you cock your eyebrows a little bit, and. Steve uh, Steve wrote a little prologue before, intro this from Matt. He said, you know, Matt comes at it from an ecology standpoint. Mm -hmm. And it riled a lot of people because R3 is, you know, uh, recruit, retain, and reactivate um, hunters. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty much trashed R3 is the way a lot of people took it. And we, we went through this, and Taylor got into her part, and we ran out of time. So we wanted to come back around and visit it. But you can go to Meat Eater. It was um, March 24th was the uh, was the date of the article by Matt Renella, not Steve. This
1: came out March 26th, so two days later, four authors of Outdoor Life got together and wrote this, kind of what their take was while reading this article and. Where they think this should go, and trying to make sense of it all.
0: In essence, a rebuttal.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> in the nicest way possible. Um, but all four of these, they have 140 years of experience between them. Um, and they're from West, Midwest, Northeast, and they're what we call real hunters. So,
0: and take you wouldn't believe it, it. And I'm not saying Matt Rennell is not a real hunter.
1: No, no, but just. Giving some assurance to this
0: article. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, so the first the first article that was written was written by, let's see if I could find it. I think it was the same one. I lost my place in all these. Okay. So Andrew McKean.
0: You you read his the and first time we went I through did. this. Part two. Cause you got kind of rushed and we had to wrap it up.
1: Um, but the last.
0: Six minutes to go. So you best keep oh, going on this one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: do this one uh, okay, John B. Snow. So, hunting is not a zero-sum game. Uh, when reading Matt Rinella's article, two things occurred to me. It's either a whole show put on by Mediator Crew to distance themselves from something they have tried so hard to build, which is a world for real hunters. Um, he, he relates to kind of like when somebody stops hanging out with their friends after realizing the rest of the school thinks they're dorks. And he said the second thought would be, or it's honestly just perspective, and that it's the thing that is ruining hunting is other hunters, which, in my opinion, is so very far from the truth. I mean, certain hunters can ruin hunting, but... <clears throat> um, okay, so... When he was younger, there were times he would, he says he would get annoyed when he would go steelhead fishing and there would be somebody in his pool. But because
0: one of Matt's points was R three is bringing more people into an already crowded environment of decreasing accessibility.
1: Right, and he said, but he got over that a long time ago because for one, he realized that the future of the outdoor sports, um. That's been such a deep part of who he is, who all these writers are, who we are. It depends on the next generation. And the next generation won't come unless we encourage it, unless we help. And he said, another lesson I've learned is that encountering other hunters and anglers doesn't mean that the game has disappeared. He said, yeah, I may not be able to fill a tag. I may not be able to catch this fish, but it's not the end of the world. It's more people out here. And he talks about he went to Colorado um, with a friend. They pulled up on the spot they wanted to go to. There was a person there. And they were a little frustrated, but they went to a new spot, and his buddy shot a really nice bull. And so you just never know what opportunities are going to come like that. And, you know, when he, he said, when I, if I was less experienced, then I would have been discouraged, but I wouldn't have known the outcome that it would have been when we got to the next place. He said, I've learned to hunt and fish on other people. It's a skill like any other that we need to master. Um, he said, so to answer Steve Ranella's question posted in his first sentence, um, which was, do you remember his first, what the first thing was?
0: Matt Ranella. Have, oh, you, ever, have you ever arrived at your favorite white whitetail hunting spot hoping to see another hunter there ahead of you?
1: Yeah. He said, no, I don't hope to see another hunter, um, but neither do I get angry about it. There have been plenty of times when I've had a great conversation with a stranger that I met in the woods um, that are in my honey hole or whatever you want to call it. Um, Does it lessen my chance of filling a tag? Maybe. But I wouldn't want to give up those experiences after. Um, I don't know how far I can go with this one.
0: I need to get to my little rebuttal, too.
1: (laughs) Go ahead and get to yours.
0: Okay. So that came out the 24th. The rebuttal came out the 26th. And on March 31st, Steve addressed it. He said, I recently caused quite a stir among our audience with an op-ed published in our website. The piece titled The Case Against Hunter Recruitment was written by my brother Matt Ronella. focuses on Matt's distrust with what is known in the hunting industry as R3. While it sounds like a droid from Star Wars, R3 actually stands for a formal initiative to recruit new hunters, reactivate hunters who have quit, and retain hunting hunters who are currently active. The movement has only been around in the current form since 2016 when advocates took a sort of industrialized approach to the task using marketing dollars and concerted efforts to grow hunter numbers. Matt argues that R3 may not be necessary and that he's not the best use of money that could otherwise or would otherwise go to wildlife conservation. Um, You know, so he goes to Matt's concerns about the impact of hunting pressure on public land. Uh... Steve says, when I chose to publish the piece, I knew that Matt's frustrations with R3 were not widely shared at Meat Eater. We promote hunting tirelessly. We incentivize hunter mentorship within our ranks by rewarding mentor employees with prizes such as new optics, free wild game processing, and a day of fishing in a drift boat rode by a colleague. Um, You know, and they did this National Deer Association field-to-fork program mentorship. Uh, So they are. And, and, um, uh, he goes on to kind of cover himself a little bit. Um, he says, uh, I do recognize our disagreements are based on a mutual love for the outdoors. Matt loves them so much that he wants to see them handled gently, quietly, and privately. No doubt this is informed by his profesh- profession as an ecologist. Um, and he said, I love them so much that I want to shout it from the rooftops and show them off to the world. When we debate these approaches, we consist, constantly inform and guide one another's perspectives. I like to think that I changed his mind about some things. Likewise, his opinions have informed my own. Such was the case around our arguments about R3. Um, and he kind of ends it up. He goes, whatever your perspective and despite the risks, we'll continue to share challenging opinions and inspire tough conversations, all to the betterment of the outdoors and the people who go there to work and play. So it's just like my brother and I don't agree about everything, neither do he, neither does Matt and Steve. You and I don't agree with everything, um, but it did quite cause quite a stir. And if you want to read them all three, uh, the two, Matt's article and Steve's article are posted on Meat Eater. It, they're they're good reads.
1: And this one should be you know, on the Outdoor Life.
0: <sighs> yeah, that one should be on the Outdoor Life website. website.
1: I, I mean, if encourage you, really, you. Yeah. Yeah. If you really, if you go and read Matt and Steve's thing, I if you're gonna do that, read this one too. Absolutely. Because you get different points of view, and it get, it gets you thinking. That's for sure.
0: In anything in life, any opinion you hold a good debate either does one of two things it sways you to the opposite mm-hmm. opinion or you find more reasons to believe and support your own opinion right because otherwise if you can if you don't know why you think something and know why you support something you can't defend it yep. nor can you convince somebody else to cut to your side of it yep. all right got an important announcement here quickly taylor Got about a minute.
1: I don't, I don't know if I can 30 seconds. It. Um, New engine cutoff switch law, effective April 1st Um, from...
0: U.S. Coast Guard.
1: U.S. Coast Guard. And I don't know. I can't get through all
0: that. No, it, just the big thing is the requirement. you got to wear a... If oh, your vessel right. has...
1: If it has a kill switch, you have to use the kill you switch.
0: You have to have the kill switch attached. Raw Self said they're going to take about six months to... Uh, before they start really writing tickets for it. Okay. But, yes, if your vessel has a kill switch, you must have it attached to be on the water. Yep. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We had a good time doing it. Good time talking our, about our adventures. Hope you have some of your own. In the meantime, don't forget. Let's see. Make time to get out there. Take the
1: back rows when you can. And
0: don't forget the camera <laughs> when you go. See you next week. More Woods and Water, South Carolina. Gone Carolina.